0: You
1: always get all the answers.
0: It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and
2: welcome to today's edition of The Sports Mix, brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation. Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Hope everybody had a great weekend. And it was a great sports weekend here in the Eastern Panhandle Friday night. The Martinsburg Bulldogs beat the Bridgeport Indians 21-0, a shutout of the number three team in the state to advance to Wheeling on Saturday. They will take on Huntington for the Class AAA State Championship game. We'll be joined in about uh, less than 10 minutes now. We'll be joined by head coach for the Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. But also, the other team that we've been following this year that's currently in the playoffs in the Division II football playoffs is Shepard, one on a last-second touchdown score to Josh Gontarik, And here is the last, it's probably about 45 seconds long, it's the kickoff return that set them up, and then it's the first play from Baygent to Gonteric.
3: Or will they kick it and try to get the touchback? Cherkey's kick, a high kick. It will be field around the 24 by Ronnie Brown. He's dangerous. There goes Ronnie across the 40. Wow. Out of bounds around the 44. Gives you but yard. DR- I mean- this season but you could probably get in his range and Baygent will look to throw steps up over the middle Ryan Beach in space inside the 30 inside the 25 before he's brought down and
2: that got them in position to do this here in a moment as they called timeout during the game and here's the play
3: we'll probably take that one shot at the end zone you'd like to think and win this ball game in regulation bajin takes the snap has time rolls out to the right five seconds throws enzo got Tarek!
0: he got a foot in wow touchdown shepherd wow the rams are gonna win it
2: on the final play of the game what a catch in the end zone and be able to find a foot down is. All he needed, and the Rams are going to the quarterfinals. What a thrilling call you had there with me, Nick, as you were on play by play. And Gonteric wanted to get out of the stadium and go jump out of the fence and go be with the fans.
3: Yeah, I mean that was an awesome play. Obviously, an awesome way to end that ball game. It was a great, you know, back and forth battle between two really good teams. So Shepard now advancing to the quarterfinals will take on cuts down on the road. And of course another chance to get some redemption against the Golden Bears they've never beaten the Golden Bears in their two meetings both very close games both winnable games for Shepard but obviously you know for whatever reason cutsdown has been able to beat them so it, it kind of reminds you of that Spring Valley Martinsburg game to an extent but I think Cutstown obviously you know more on the same level as what? Shepherd. Yeah, I would I would just I would say, say tend like, to go with like Martinsburg's though. like beaten Spring Valley before. It's not like yeah. they can't beat Spring Valley and obviously it's only been two games, but it's like kind of that same kind of feeling. Like you know that Shepard's probably a better football team than Kutztown, even though town has a great defense, but at least overall I think Shepherd has more talent. But can they beat this team? And then that will be the test on Saturday.
4: Yeah, defense will need to step up because before obviously that crazy touchdown happened, everybody thought the game was over because uh they allowed Notre Dame to score with twenty eight seconds left. They fell apart at the end of the second half to give up a touchdown. They did the same thing at the end the uh first half. So things like that cannot happen the later you get into this postseason and definitely can't happen against Cutsdown.
2: Yeah, it definitely can't happen against Cutsdown. But going back to that game for Shepherd It was a very windy, cold, early afternoon in Shepherdstown, and the fans really showed up.
3: Yeah, they were great. There was a packed house. Um, You know, it'll be a tough trip this week, but I think it's only about two and a half hours, so Shepherd should have a pretty good uh, road crowd on Saturday as well. And... um, also, I do want to make a point, though, that Shepherd's defense did make some big plays in that game. They had the two interceptions, so it's not like the defense isn't reliable completely. They, they obviously had the two drives that they given up, but um, they've gotten a lot better since the beginning of the year, and while they give up about 21 points per game or so now, um, that's not too bad when you have an offense that can score you know, 49, 50 points a game, whatever it is now, so... Uh, you know, Shepherd's been really good offensively. Their defense has stepped up when necessary. They got a really complete football team, I think overall. And uh it, it started with that interesting decision though by Notre Dame to kick it short.
2: Yeah, I still don't don't get that at all. You trying to you give decent field position either way you look at it to the best offense in D- Division 2, the best quarterback in Division 2.
3: Yeah, maybe the best player in Division 2 in Tyson Bajan, So Um, You know, just an incredible football game, though. Two really good teams. And it should be another good football game on Saturday. Like I said, kind of different styles. You know, Cutstown's not flashy, but they find a way to win. And uh, Shepard is kind of that flashy, high tempo, fun team to watch. So they played a really good game last time. Uh, Obviously, a blocked field goal played a huge difference in that ball game. But Cutstown will make it tough. It it should be a fun one.
4: Yeah, the playoffs have been a uh, revenge tour right now for shepherd finley last time they played him it was a loss i saw this picture
2: that i didn't see that was on social media from one of the shepherd players i can't remember who it was but it was a picture of i guess a dry erase board back in the last time they played in shepherdstown that last playoff game and it says uh beat shepherd or something like that or we beat shepherd or something like that that one of the finley players held up then this time, I can't remember who it was that posted it, but they had a whiteboard, and it said, "Beat we beat Finley.
4: So that's what it said. I remember seeing that against Finley, but I couldn't make out what the whiteboard yeah. said.
2: That's what I saw on social media uh, the other, probably Friday, I saw an article about the game, and I saw uh, that social media post.
4: Okay. But, yeah, as I was going to say, they beat Finley, who they lost to the last meeting. They now have beat Notre Dame, which also happened. So hopefully they can do the same against Cutsdown.
2: Hopefully they can and will most likely be there. Going to iron out some details after the show today. But next on the Sports Mix, we'll be joined by head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs heading to the Class AAA State Championship. That's Britt Sherman. That's next. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons, Ford, Ken Parsons, Ford, and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com.
1: Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to
4: you. By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do
0: Since 1877, Farmers and Mechanics Insurance Companies have proudly supported our local community. Farmers and Mechanics has the insurance products to meet your needs, including home, auto, farm, dwelling fire, business owners, and umbrella coverage. Please contact your local independent agency for a review of your insurance needs and ask for a policy from the company that knows you best. Farmers and Mechanics Insurance Companies, just off Edwin Miller Boulevard on Administrative Drive in Martinsburg, fmiwv.com.
5: WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site lab services and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine medicine.org.
0: This is Ben Copenhaver, your local alarm professional at Dynamark Atlantic Security. Did you know that home break-ins are 6% more likely during the day? That's right. The bad guys know when you're away, and they are smarter than you think. Dynamark Atlantic Security has the security solutions for you. Don't commit the error when the game is on the line. Phone me today at 304-671-2158 to learn how to play good defense against the bad guys. Dynamark Atlantic Security. Call today at 304-671-2158.
2: Well, the, the Bulldogs are going to the state tournament or state championship in Wheeling Island, calling with the music suggestion there. And we'll now welcome to the program head coach of those Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. Coach, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, fellas. How y'all doing?
2: We're doing great. Uh, just sad we won't have your game this weekend, but obviously huge win for you guys on Friday night. Be able to, uh, you know, kind of basically shut them down 100%, win 21 nothing. especially without having Clement there. How was how that as a win for you guys?
1: Well, the kids just really did a did a great job and played well, and especially defensively. You know, just played really physical, assignment football, very very disciplined, and uh, you know didn't have many penalties the entire game in any of the phases. So I, I was proud of them just the way they played.
3: I think too, Coach. You know, we mentioned Murphy being out, and that's another key injury for you guys. What does it say? I guess about your team that you've went through all these injuries, but you're still playing for a state championship this week?
1: Well, Murphy's a great player. And, you know, losing him, you know, it does hurt. But, you know, losing Braxton hurt. Losing Kyle Walker hurt. Losing Buzz Dover back in June hurt. So, I mean, the kids have been used to this next man up mentality. And, uh, you know, not taking anything away from any of those guys because all of them are great players. But, you know, the games keep playing. So you got to keep playing the games and, and you got to keep rising to the occasion and you play with who you have. And uh, the guys have just had that mentality and the next man up and they've done a really good job of focusing and people that have been stepping in have, have really come come up and taken advantage of their opportunities and, and just done a, a great job at uh, filling in.
4: And somebody that really had to step up, even though he did have uh, playing time, being the dual quarterback, but only the lone quarterback on Friday night is Ezra Bajant. What does he mean to you and your team from last night's game, and then heading into the state championship against Huntington?
1: Yeah, I mean Ezra does a great job, and he he'd be a starter, you know, and play the whole game anywhere. Um, but you know, with, with having both those guys, we we're we we're blessed to have two really really good quarterbacks for most of this year but uh now he's going to be taking all the snaps and you know that changes a little bit of what we do you know we're not going to be doing as many quarterback runs and things like that but uh you know that's my job to to uh mold and 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 make sure our offense is is running well for his strengths
2: and going back to that game and you guys were definitely able to do a bunch of things different than you you had been kind of when it really seemed like when Hudson was going out, receiving the ball, he was doing some great things, that long touchdown catch of 50 plus yards in the third quarter and just two touchdowns for him. And I feel like he definitely knew he needed to step up with the loss of his brother.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, it's sad for those guys that they're not going to be able to to play together unless they go to um, college together. But uh, he, he was very focused and, you know, a lot of things, a lot of one thing people don't know a lot about Hudson is he's he's extremely smart and he's got a really high football IQ. So he, he he's kind of uh, our second quarterback on offense on the field because he tells uh, he tells a lot of the guys, you know, what they're doing on certain plays. And, you know, some plays going to get a run once a week because in high school football, you don't have a whole lot of time to prepare. So he, uh, you know, if it's something that Maybe a rare play or something, he he kind of uh, you know lets everybody know what's going on and, and makes sure everybody's in position, lined up right. And then, uh, you know, he just does a good job with, with his football IQ. And he actually threw a pretty good pass the other night as well.
3: Coach, uh, the defense obviously had, you know, a big assignment going up against that Bridgeport offense. And it seemed like once they really settled in, that they uh, didn't really allow them to do much offensively the whole game.
1: Yeah, and that started last Monday with uh, you know Coach, Coach Tate Hash and Coach Chuck Lynch, uh, both of them run our scout teams, and we went up there last uh, last Monday, and it was chilly out, and, and a couple kids were standing around, and I was like, let's just run two groups. So we ran two groups of single wing at our defense all week, and even though those those guys weren't the same level athletically is what those guys at Bridgeport were. We 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 got a lot of reps in during the week and uh, really prepared those guys on defense to see what they were going to see. And then, you know, during the game, they just were tough and physical, ran to the football, played a time of football, and just, you know, they just did excellent at, at uh, shutting those guys down.
4: Looking ahead to this Saturday's game, what have you... Uh seen film wise for your opponent in Huntington
1: I think they I think we're very similar teams um they're uh, they they're fast they're physical they uh, they do a lot of really good things on uh, defense and offense uh they have a really good kicker i think he's made five or six field goals just in the playoffs so uh you yeah, know it's going to be it's going to be a, a big challenge for us and and uh they're uh, they're really good, so it's it's going to be a challenge, and you know we're looking forward to preparing for it this week.
2: And back to the the defense here from this game against Bridgeport. Obviously, losing uh, Murphy, you kind of you definitely lose him on the defensive side of the ball a little bit too. But Hudson stepping up, Cam Shalis stepping up, and Aiden Fleming all having over eleven total tackles. What does that say about those guys on defense?
1: Yeah, and it, it worked out a little bit better for us this week than it probably will next week, but. Uh, you know, we were able to just put another lineman in the game and uh, do leave Murphy's spot kind of out of the game at, at corner, and then just move our other safety, uh, Roman Pearson, to the other corner. But you know, Coach Ash—that's uh, the coaches our defense—was an All-American safety. Not a lot of people know that. And I get uh, I get on him sometimes because I'm like, these guys aren't you. You know, they—you—you you were an All-American. You covered a pass and you came up and smack people in the box and a run and sometimes these high school kids don't don't do that like that, you know like you do well they really they took on his attitude uh this week and and those DBs were pretty much uh glorified linebackers and they came up and 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 made really good plays and Hudson's Hudson's just so vertical and or versatile and uh you know, he played outside linebacker for us on defense last year, and I moved to safety this year. Um, played outside receiver, inside. I mean, he's played quarterback at, at, in freshman, so he's really versatile, and, and he's a great player. But you know, Cam Shallis is a tough kid, um, just a really good player. That that you know, he's going to have, he's going to have a great game again this week, and he'll have a great senior season for us as well. Just a, you know, just he, he studies the game and. And he's our leading tackler for a reason because of because of uh, how he prepares.
3: Is there anything, Coach, uh, about this season so far that you'd say, I guess, makes it more special or special in any way compared to previous ones?
1: Well, I'm glad that we're playing it out, you know, and, and... – we, I talked all year last year in the beginning of this year about the mental health of these teenagers and just being able to be in locker rooms with their teammates and being on bus rides. And, you know, it's just so great to see the kids actually being able to play out games and, uh, you know, finish the season like, like the season should be finished. You know, and I think that's been really special and, uh, you know, seeing them pick their teammates up when we have had some injuries and, uh, just really rally around those guys and then, uh, just improvement. You know, I think we improved a lot, uh, over the course of the season with the tough games that we played and then, uh, you know, dropped the one to spring Valley. But, you know, we, we, we talked about it being a lesson and not a loss and, uh, really learning from those mistakes from that game. And I think the kids have more, more than done that, not make, not making the same mistakes twice and, uh, just, uh, being really good football players.
4: Coach Sherman, you mentioned your seniors and this is going to be the last game for them. What have they meant to your program and what are you going to miss the most about each and every one of them?
1: Well, we're a big family and, and these these guys have been around um, now for four years. Most of them have been here the whole time and uh, they're, you know, they're just great kids. They're a great group of kids. Um, You know, we're, we're taking a travel squad up here this weekend and not all of them play a lot for us. Some of them don't play at all for us, but they're just, you know, you're sitting here talking yesterday in a meeting. Well, you know, so-and-so don't play, are you going to take him? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to take him because they're just really good kids. You know, if you ask them to help you with a cooler, they're going to help you with a cooler and, you know, they're yes, yes, sir, no, sir, just, uh, just great kids. But, you know, we appreciate the work that they put in and, uh, that, that's why we've we've been so successful is that usually that first day after Christmas break, the kids start dedicating themselves. And this is their team. And we tell them that all the time. This is your team. You know, we're going to try to put you guys in the positions to be successful. But ultimately, it comes down to their decisions, their dedication, their hard work, and what they put into it. And this group, like a lot of other groups we've had, are just dedicated. They've put a lot into it. And uh, – they've made it a priority in their life and, and so they've been successful.
2: Last one here, Coach. Obviously, it's a different week for you guys. You guys are going to Wheeling, Saturday game. But what does this week look like for you in prepping, how, practice-wise and everything?
1: Uh, it's pretty much the same up to Wednesday, and then Thursday is kind of a bonus day. So we'll get to do offense, defense, and special teams with pads on Thursday when we're usually doing our walk-through, and then What we always do is we practice here on Friday morning. Kids get here for school. Uh, They come to the locker room. We practice. Uh, We load everything up after we practice onto the bus, and then we head out for for wheeling. Um, And then we'll stay up there. Um, We always stay at the McClure house and do our – actually doing our meal there this week and then um, we have a team meeting and pizza and it's a little special like highlight video. We let the seniors talk on Friday night and then uh get up and eat breakfast on Saturday and, and head over to the to the stadium. So it's the same routine that we've done on the last uh eight trips that we've taken the past decade. So we know it pretty well and uh you know, the I think the kids are pretty excited to, to get back up there.
2: All right, Coach, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we'll talk to you again this week before you guys head up to Wheeling.
1: Guys, I appreciate it. I appreciate the coverage, and I, I hate it you guys can't do this game as well, but uh, I do appreciate uh, the coverage from the rest of the season.
2: All right, Coach Britt Sherman, head coach of the Bulldogs, going back to the state championship game yet again. That's head coach Britt Sherman, and we're uh, – gonna take a break here brought to you in part by Orsini's not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living it's family owned and operated located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg uh, we'll be back for more of the sports mix next we
1: I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine then you
0: Or at
3: or If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate
4: your case, and we're going to lay out the options that you
0: have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve.
5: Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice.
0: Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive.
2: If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department They could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again.
0: The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131.
2: Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk a little college football now, Division One wise. We'll start talking about the Mountaineers. I want to apologize due to the power outage and stuff that happened on Friday. I, we didn't get to, uh, I didn't have everything set up correctly. So during the middle of the first quarter of the WVU game, it kind of just went off and went to Wizards basketball. I apologize for that. It was something that was overlooked on Friday we had the power outage most of the day. Uh, but the West Virginia Mountaineers did indeed get a victory over Kansas on Saturday, a huge win that made them bowl eligible this season and I feel like getting bowl eligible for a, a rather down season that you had, it just it kind of amps everybody up a little bit because you get to continue to be with your team longer. Those seniors get to be continue to be with their team and they're going to you know, they're going to play again.
4: Yeah, it's also the reps that your guys that are going to be staying still get because you're bowl eligible. If you would have lost to Kansas, your season would have been done and everybody would have to pack up and be finished until the off-season workouts begin. But now you still get, I believe, like two, three weeks of practices to where you could see who you have and what your future might be. But looking at that Kansas game, the running game was fantastic for the Mountaineers. It was an all-out just ground and pound and that's how they came out with a win against the Jayhawks there in Lawrence
3: yeah I mean it was a great job for WVU's rushing attack I think though a lot of seniors tend to not care that much about bowl games so we'll see I mean besides the guys that are you know not going to the NFL and know that that will be their last game but I mean in a six and six season potentially a six and seven depending on what happens in the bowl game I don't know how many people get that amped up because they're not going to get a good bowl game. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I I feel like the the culture has kind of changed around bowl games recently. So some players will be excited. Some guys that are going to the pros will probably sit out. But in terms of those young underclassmen players like Colin said, uh, you do get a chance to kind of evaluate them, which I think for the coaching staff is a good thing. But in terms of how much you know being bowl eligible really means in a season like this i don't i don't know if it matters that much to the team
2: any thoughts on that call
4: i i slightly agree i it in my head it's definitely disappointing on how bowl games are viewed in my mind because it's still a game you're still a member of that team and people that sit out i i don't always agree with because you've put your time and effort and with the team, and it almost feels like in my head that you're quitting on them. I know a lot of people were like, "They're protecting themselves. They're protecting themselves." But at the same time, e- each game there's a risk. So why is it only that one that you're sitting out?
2: Because it's so close. I, I to know the next but level. I'm just because they're in late December, early January. It it's just the fact that the draft is in April. For those players that are going to the draft, even people that won't get drafted, the fact that you could tear your ACL, that's a whole year almost out, nine to 12 months, whatever it is, and your whole career could just be gone. But if you were to hurt it at the end of the season like right now, you
3: kind of still have a little bit of time to maybe it won't drop your stock as much. This is why I think, too, you could make the argument for an expanded playoff because then the games would matter Would matter, yeah. I think there's already too many bowl games. And they just general. keep adding more, I feel like. It's like if you got money, you want to sponsor something, we'll play a bowl game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you got that kind of money. The Little Caesars Turkey.com Bowl.
2: The Bad
3: Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That's I was there one. a couple of years ago. wonder what the bowl the herd are going to get.
2: I don't know. I heard maybe a Hawaii bowl.
3: They're not going to the Bahamas.
2: Yeah, no, they're not going to the Bahamas. Decided.
4: I don't yeah. even think they're letting people in Hawaii either right now. So even if it's the, like, Well, that's supposed to be there, because what, what, the Maui Invitational was just in Vegas for college basketball.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, But let's talk a little bit about Marshall. A couple weeks ago, everything was looking great. They were heading into a game that they just don't lose ever. The Memorial game, November 14th, they fell that one they fell in that one to UAB twenty one to fourteen. And everybody's like, You got Charlotte next. You got Charlotte next. Whenever you're down in Charlotte, they got Charlotte's got your number. Marshall comes out. Forty nine twenty eight victory. And then you're here this week for the East Division title. You got it at home. It's the last time you're gonna face your bitter rival in conference USA Western Kentucky at home. Yeah. At home. Yeah, there you go. Uh it, and things just don't go the way that you wanted them to go. You fall 53-21, to 21, your number one quarterback, your starting quarterback, out with a perceived concussion. not I don't want to speculate too much, but it definitely looked like a blindside hit. And then not only you lose him, you lose a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball. You also lose Willie Johnson on the receiving side of the ball. And your whole team just goes down, and, and your fan base after the game just turning on you uh, Luke Zaban the backup 16 for 25 123 yards of those of those nine misses a lot of them were were big passes that could have gotten them touchdowns and that defense just really didn't look like itself in the third quarter after it was 21-0 or it was excuse me 14 to 6 at half or yeah 14-6 at halftime with Marshall in the lead and they gave up 23 and 24 points in the third and fourth quarters and finished out the regular season not being able to go down to uh, U- UTSA for the conference championship game, and your bitter rival, Western Kentucky, will. Obviously not not great if you're Marshall.
3: Yeah, no, but, I mean, Grant Wells getting hurt kind of made a big difference in that ball game. Again, I've talked about it before. You know, I'm not a huge Grant Wells guy. I don't think he's really a great quarterback, but he's decent. He can get the job done. I don't think they have a better option on the roster, and that was kind of proven – yeah, I mean, the band's not bad either. Like he did okay. It's crazy to
2: think that a year, two, year, I guess, two seasons ago, last season, the twenty twenty season, there was a battling camp for the starting spot
3: between Wells well, and
2: between Wells and Zaban. Well, and I mean, that all started. Wells, with you've seen Wells a lot in mop up duty, but playing, you know, not great opponents. And doing doing relatively well against not great opponents, but when you're against the number one, like the team's number one defense in Western Kentucky, you you go 16 to 25, one touchdown, one a pick. Those nine incompletions very costly.
3: And I don't think Marshall is going to beat UTSA anyway. But then again, UTSA just lost to North Texas, but their quarterback got hurt in the game. So, um, you know who knows? I mean, I just think it was crazy. It, All the,
2: the fan page is just turning on
4: Marshall well, I mean, after the game. I mean, have you been around? It's disappointing.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's just like— I mean, that's just how Marshall fans
2: are, so I'm not really surprised by that. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because I've seen it, but it's just like, wow. It, you, you lost your starting quarterback. I, I could see the defense maybe—you you, kind of get mad at them because they just fell flat in the second half. They came out really, really well in the first half, only giving up two field goals. And then in the second half, they just kind of collapsed. Stephen Gilmore didn't look like himself in the second half. You know, pass interference penalties left and right, giving up big catches. And the defense just looked like they didn't know what was going on.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been that kind of season for Marshall in in their first year under Coach Huff. And while he's had some good moments, this team's had some bad moments as well. And I think this one... With the injury to Grant Wells, I think really made a difference, but also just the defense kind of falling apart. Bailey Zappi, that was a really good quarterback, yeah, you know, leading the nation in. I was gonna say yards. he
2: just he just with that 328, he finished the regular season leading the league or leading all of Division One, I, I believe, right?
3: Yeah, he leads all of Division One in passing yards. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a tough quarterback going against. He came from
2: where did he transfer from? Uh, Houston, Houston Baptist. Baptist. Yeah, so he. Is this a senior season? Yes. Yeah. So he's going to go to a pretty good bowl game, even if they lose in the championship. They'll still get a decent bowl game. Yeah. Uh, but Bowl Watch, what is it, this Sunday they did the bowl show? Yep. So this coming Sunday be a big time to watch uh, for the bowls. But let's switch gears to uh, Top 25 action. Huge shocker. Uh, when it comes to the to the numbers wise this weekend, not necessarily if you're a fan of the rivalry because you know it was definitely Michigan's turn.
4: Oh yeah, you know, it was Michigan, about time
2: that Michigan with the big the upset Wolverines over and
4: Harbaugh finally got one over Ohio State, and this seemed like to be the year. I mean, the atmosphere at Michigan Stadium, the big house, was far and above, beyond electric, and the snow coming down, you could just feel throughout the entire time this game is michigan's and they absolutely dominated ohio state and now all they need to do is beat iowa and they're in the playoffs
2: yeah exactly and uh it's just a huge win for that program because what was in it wasn't harbaugh oh and five against ohio state or something along those lines oh and five oh and six something like that uh and that was a that was a huge victory for them uh look at a couple other games that were on the docket this weekend that uh were big big wins for teams uh one of those games being the last game for coach o at lsu uh get got a huge 27 24 victory over number 15 then number 15 texas a&m uh and we got that last goat, daggers from coach o sent you guys that over the weekend
3: yeah and uh last game for lincoln riley at oklahoma he's going to usc i I was kind of shocked by that i am too i think it makes a lot of sense and here's why i don't because oklahoma is going to the sec right yeah and they're already bad in the big 12 (laughs) or they're like average so they can't compete in the sec so he's going to go to usc you know go to la and maybe bring them back and they're going to probably win the pac-12 if riley can get them a good team so they could qualify for the playoffs. At Oklahoma, they're not going to do well in the SEC. And they took an L this weekend against Oklahoma State. Yeah, but I think he was already probably on his way out anyway. Wasn't so. he linked
2: somewhere else too? Wasn't
3: he linked to LSU? He's been linked
2: to the NFL for a while. He was linked to LSU though, I believe, on Yeah, but Saturday that's the SEC.
3: Night. He doesn't want to go to the SEC. He wants to go to the He's
2: scared well. of the SEC, it uh, seems like Do you true. blame him? No, I don't blame I, him I don't at know.
4: All. I feel like you would want to coach in the SEC. That's the conference look at the teams, teams that have the made NCAA. the jump to the
3: sec and what has though- texas a&m done since they left <laughs> yeah not much that's true besides having johnny football they really didn't do much so you're not going to compete against alabama and georgia because you can't beat them right now when you're in the big 12 so you well, go to usc enough. usc hasn't been good since Pete carroll left but they have usc and now they have an actual head coach that people know and want to play for and lincoln riley i think it's a good move
4: yeah. Okay, could be. What a do you good think move. about the possibility of Kingsbury?
3: Uh, I don't. I
4: don't. You see make it. that
3: jump to the NFL, and then you're
2: going to yeah, make the jump I, I back know. down. He's got he one wasn't even a good college coach, no, right? He so
3: wasn't he, that great. he he got the job with the Cardinals because he coached Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he has a quarterback already in Kyler Murray, and they're the best team in the NFC. Why
4: would he leave that to go to Oklahoma? I, I don't know. That's why it was a confusing. I mean, he's. I, I could see. I
2: could see him making the jump if he didn't have a good team. You know, that's, what is it, two seasons now almost? Yeah. Second season right now. If he didn't have a good team through any of the first two seasons, I could see that being a question in his mind. Like, yeah, really I, debating, I do him, I want to drop I'd back stay. down to
3: college or not?
4: I'd stay if I were him.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they're going to bring Stoops back. Isn't he coaching the bowl game? I think I saw that. Bob I don't Stoops know. is coaching the bowl game. So I think they're going to bring him back.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It should be intriguing to watch for. Uh, another thing that I, that I noticed watching this weekend a little bit was uh, Virginia Tech. They got the win over. Um, he,
3: Bob Stoops is the interim head coach.
2: Okay. Yeah. So. Virginia Tech got the win in the uh, Cup. What is it? The Commonwealth Cup against UVA. They got a 30, 29 24 victory. And a former Marshall assistant and former Virginia Tech Hokie player back in the 90s, J.C. Price. He took over as the interim head coach, and he got the victory. He was very emotional in the postgame on the field. Did you get to see that?
3: Uh, I saw that he was coaching for them, but I didn't see uh, his postgame.
4: It
2: was it was very emotional. Let me see if I can pop that up here real fast. Cause
4: it I wasn't was, sure if you guys, while you're doing that, wanted to talk about uh, that Alabama-Auburn game. Yeah, I thought Auburn was going to pull it out, but if I don't know if you guys watch it, but I was watching it, and when I got home from the uh, – Shepard game and there at the end to lead to Alabama's touchdown I was questioning uh, three missed penalties in my mind an offensive pass interference on the touchdown and uh, two times before that there were some blatant calls that I feel like were missed that uh, gave Alabama that overtime
2: yeah still a great victory by Alabama to come back and that's just kind of what coach Saban does is his team's not really out of a game
3: I think yeah I agree that there probably were some questionable calls there toward the end, um, and I think also this submits that Georgia's gonna win the national championship easily, oh yeah, I don't definitely think much I think, competition, I think maybe that, Michigan, but eh, I don't know they they've been a little bit inconsistent with their loss to Michigan. State. How many overtimes was
2: it, was it? three, three overtimes, yeah,
3: I mean, Bama could come back next week and look great and make the playoff, but I just think Georgia's like the team. Like it's hard to pick against them right yeah, now. Yeah, it
4: is very hard to pick against Georgia right now, and you'd hope maybe Cincinnati could do it, but at the same time, being the non-power five, yeah. I, I want to see them in, but
3: I think they'll get I in. I don't think
4: they could do Georgia.
3: Well, we'll see. Oklahoma State's got a chance to get in. But That's true too. I think Cincinnati is in as of now, considering that they put them in already. I still think
4: Cincinnati has to be in, and then Michigan. And Oklahoma State will get in one Georgia if, beats unless Alabama. Alabama were to win the SEC. Yeah. Back
2: to Virginia Tech a little bit. There, they become bowl eligible after firing head coach Justin Fuente under former uh, under interim head coach uh, J.C. Price, and he played there in the '90s. And here's his postgame interview, courtesy of the ACC Network.
0: Down to Taylor. Thanks, Anish. Coach, describe what you're feeling right now. Uh,
1: no words. These guys have fought their butts off all year against all the odds. And they, we never, we never splintered. We stayed together. We had some tough losses. We had some tough situations. They found a way today. I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be their coach.
0: You seem to be getting a little emotional. Why?
1: This my school.
0: This is home. Passion. That's it. If somebody would have told you two weeks ago that you would be the head coach of this program, you would knock off your rival and you'd be going bowling. What <laughs> would you have told them?
1: I don't believe you. Pinch me. pinch me. I don't want to wake up. I love these guys.
0: Your defense able to get it done in the end. Those are the guys you've coached all year long. Describe what you saw to them.
1: Yeah, there's so many times earlier in the year we came up short. I mean, all your hat, your hat goes off to our kids. Our kids battled and they played hard. They didn't give up. It wasn't a call. It wasn't anything special. Those guys decided not to lose the game, and that's they just made their minds up.
2: And uh, you gotta think he's gotta get if they can win the bowl game, he's gotta get some run at being the head coach at Virginia Tech. Potential
4: if he already doesn't have it.
2: I mean, they're definitely you know they're definitely gonna do a national search, try to get some big time coaches. Potential, but at in the there. same
4: time, that coaching carousel's gonna be tough to bait somebody that uh, would be better than him possibly for Virginia Tech when you got schools like Oklahoma, right? Yeah, like, oh LSU. yeah, definitely.
2: But I think like he deserves a shot to be their head coach
4: i do too i'm just saying that i feel like it should be him because i don't think as you just said they'll look nationally but i don't think anybody nationally will look at them
3: i don't think yeah i don't think virginia tech's a very attractive job necessarily compared to those other ones like it's a decent job but it's more of like a stepping stone opposed to a big time job at least at this point
2: I think JC Price definitely has to get some run to be the head coach there at Virginia Tech, and that does it for this college football segment here on the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll wrap things up on the Sports Mix. Talk a little NFL action from over the weekend, and we'll get you ready for Washington football team's Monday night game tonight against the Seahawks. That's next on the Sports Mix.
4: My mind's a mile a minute,
3: and my thoughts bark like hounds. I focus on my breathing.
5: Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Let's
0: go to some beers, Mountaineer Grill.
2: Mountaineer Grill & Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and two
0: fifty dollars domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill & Pub! Erie Insurance says here's to the grown-ups, who mortgage, mow, and still bust a move. But does your home insurance still fit? Erie helps you protect the home you've grown into, all at fair prices that are often less than the other guys. So how do you find the right coverage? Magic. Nope.
5: Local independent agents who get to know you like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com.
2: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, November 29th. This segment brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll wrap things up here on the Sports Mix today, talking NFL and uh, quick hitter. Uh, biggest shock of the NFL weekend for you? Go first, Nick.
3: I'm going to go with the. Uh the Patriots destroying the Titans. I, I didn't. I wasn't surprised that the Patriots won that game, but just the way they won it, despite Tennessee having a great day on the ground, the Patriots pull away, win it 36-13. I think it's a six-game win streak for the Pats. I don't know, man. They, they might be dangerous. You better watch out. Bill Belichick's got his Patriots back.
4: Mine's kind of similar on a blowout spectrum, and it's Cincinnati absolutely dominating the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had Cincinnati winning. The Bengals are a pretty good team that looks like that they might sneak in to the playoffs and be a team that would be fun to watch come postseason time. But at the same time, the Steelers compete usually, and they looked dead yesterday, and it was kind of fun to see.
2: Yeah, definitely. Mine's got to be the fact that Denver beat the Chargers 28-13, to 13. Uh, Herbert just couldn't do enough, three hundred and three yards passing, but uh, no, no real rushing game there because Melvin Gordon had eighty three yards. yards. yards not enough? I don't think so. Uh, but also something I'd say one A and one B if you had that, you know, things that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Tampa Bay barely beating Indianapolis, thirty eight thirty one, on the day that uh, the Colts retired Robert Mass's number against. Tom Brady, because that's the quarterback he sacked the most during his career.
4: Okay. Eh? Whatever to give your fan base some um, uh, energy. Also,
2: another shocker I'd say is the fact that the, uh, the Giants beat the Eagles. The Eagles kind of had been ascending the last couple of weeks and uh, just kind of fell flat there, lost 13-7 to 7 to the Giants on the day they retired Michael Strahan's number.
4: And it helps out Washington so to don't possibly retire get into that playoff picture today. Yeah. You're
2: telling me. Playoff picture could be huge tonight in Washington as we transition to that game. It'll be a six fifteen, I believe, six twenty maybe airtime uh, tonight on Talk Radio WRNR from the Washington Football Team Radio Network as we transition to that one. Colin, you'll be at that game. You bought some pretty cheap tickets.
4: Yeah, just snagged some whenever I was looking over the weekend, and it's going to be a uh, fun one. It's typically looking on paper. You always think the Seahawks are good in prime time, but they're struggling this year. My storyline is: Is Russell Wilson finally healthy and can get it to guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? And is DK Metcalf uh, better? Is scary Terry McLaurin better? But also at the same time, I think the ground game is what Washington needs to key on to get the victory tonight. Yeah, I and definitely, they do so.
2: I definitely agree with you on that. And I think can Russell Wilson be the Russell Wilson that everybody knew that he used to be? He's is just not been very good coming back from that injury
4: this is the third week back so and i don't
2: think he's thrown a touchdown or run for a touchdown i don't know Uh, it'll be all right but also that washington football team defense is ascending you have guys like cam curl we had on last week uh, on tuesday we had on pete haley of nbc sports washington and it just seems like that washington's starting to get it together they're expected to have curtis samuel and logan thomas back tonight so those should be big additions re additions.
4: I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a uh, fun night. I'm hoping that the energy at FedEx Field is uh, raucous and that uh, fans actually show up because typically they don't.
2: Typically they don't. And uh, one <laughs> That's thing why you I found cheap tickets. One thing you have to you have to talk about. It's a prime time game. Washington and prime time games just horrible.
4: But at the same time, they've gotten a little bit better due to the new. Washington era, yeah, in Ron but Rivera.
2: Just the f- the fact that uh, they're just they've always been bad on on prime time. They
4: have, but at I the same think the time,
2: one primetime game that I remember that they won Heineke
4: shines in primetime.
2: The one prime time, time game that I remember they won was like a thirteen to seven game to Dallas back in like
4: I don't know they've had Thanksgiving where they yeah. dominated Dallas. RG three. They won Thursday night. Yeah. this season already. Yes, it was close, but I don't know. I hope the primetime curse is over. I don't think it matters
3: what time you play the football game.
4: It's over. Washington wins tonight. There you go. Washington wins
2: tonight. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Caps or the Wizards. uh, Seattle, Washington,
3: or Washington, Washington,
2: D.C.? We'll do that a little bit tomorrow, but Alex Ovechkin continues to score goals. We'll talk that tomorrow. And uh, we may just have to have a Capitals reporter on here in the next few weeks, but that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, 6.15 tonight, the airtime Washington football team pregame show as Washington hosts the Seattle Seahawks primetime 8.15 kickoff. That's right here on Talk Radio WRNR. If you want to watch, it'll be on ESPN, and hopefully it'll be a Manning cast. For Colin McLaughlin, for Coach Britt Sherman for coming on, for Colin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Please saying so long. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll talk with you tomorrow.